hundred cops. That's the number. Four hundred police officers were there at the school in Uvalde. Four hundred. And no one entered the school. I mean, no one entered the classroom. Because they entered the school. Oh, they were there. They were there. They never entered the classroom. They were in the hallway and shots were fired. They didn't enter the classroom. We right now have a story about a shooting at a mall not too far from where I sit. Greenwood, Indiana, a lovely place. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is always a pleasure to be with you guys. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. That is the number. Somebody there had a firearm and was able to neutralize, kill the shooter. You know, we often talk about Second Amendment success stories here. You don't have to kill someone for it to be a Second Amendment success story. I don't cheer killing other people. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it has to happen. Has to happen. But I favor and I cheer time and again and again and again the idea that people are able to protect and defend themselves and that they have the opportunity to do exactly that. I will never shy away from such a thing. 400 police officers show up and no one entered the school. I said it then and I'll say it now. Fire these cops. Maybe not all 400. Maybe some of them were actually following orders and what were they supposed to do? I'm a believer in the chain of command. Fire the people on top. Take their pension. Let's charge them with crimes. What is the crime? I don't know. Reckless endangerment? Dereliction of duty? Maybe there's no crime actually to charge them with, which would make me personally sick. But at least they're no longer on the force and they're not getting a pension. At least, at the very least, just that. And I had people who told me I didn't know what I was talking about when I was saying these things. I was saying these things a month ago. I didn't know what I was talking about. Okay, I think I do know what I'm talking about. Tony, you don't understand what happened. I think I did understand what what, what happened. I'm going, here's the reporting and and here's my take, which is what I do on on a lot of things. There's reporting, I give a take. Reporting changes, it could very well change the take. But I was told there were no shots fired when police were in in the hallway. Yes, there was. I saw the video myself. You have to enter the room to get the attention of the shooter to take it away from shooting kids. This is what you have to do. And this is what cops have to do. That's it. And I would argue with any police officer, any time for any reason, or or, 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 in any place, I should say for any reason, around this reason. If you're not willing to do this, uh, being a police officer is not for you. It's not for you. It's not what you should do. You should do something else. 
I think it's important that you do something else. It's imperative that you do something else. Not about to say, yeah, right, mistakes happen. No, 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 no. Not like this. Not like this. The outrage should be flowing out of people on this subject. And this was a report that blamed both local and state officials. And I'm willing to, to, to read that. I'm willing to engage with that. I don't think there is a, a question of, of, of off the hook here. But what a state official may have done in terms of policies and procedures is a touch different than what officers on the ground right there did or did not do when hearing shots and knowing that someone's in a classroom. We couldn't get in. We needed the key. The door was open. The door was open. So what are we talking about here? I want people held to account. Being held to account matters. Matters greatly. We're not talking about um, the the idea of of uh, someone having an opinion. You can have an opinion. We're talking about the actions of people whose job it is to do the thing. That's what we're talking about. Meanwhile, Kamala Harris is making news for a couple of reasons. <laughs> She's hilarious. She's making news because she just lost lost her chief speechwriter after four months on the job. <laughs> Who could want this gig? She isn't serious. She isn't an intellectual. She doesn't prepare. She doesn't care. She blames everybody around her for her short companies. She is not a serious person, and nobody is looking at her as somebody who could seriously run for president of the United States. Can you imagine that Joe Biden is that much better? Joe Biden, who is not okay. You want you want to you want to talk the Biden gaff? I'll do it right now. I'll do it. I wasn't gonna do it till later, so I'll do it right now. This was Joe Biden. You know what? I'll, I'll give you the whole thing. You know, why am, why am I cheating you out of all the good stuff? Shame on me. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you all. Harris-Biden administration. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go you know the you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. Joe Biden. He's in Saudi Arabia and he says this. We'll always honor the bravery and selfishness, selflessness of the and sacrifices of the Americans who serve. I'm sorry, did he say the, the, the selfishness? We'll always honor the bravery and selfishness, selflessness of the and sacrifices 
of the Americans who serve. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Selfishness? That's, you know, it could happen. Anybody can have a slip of the tongue, but it's Joe Biden. All he has are slips of the tongue. And far too often into the ear of a kid. Wait, that's sniffing. Ah, close enough. You can't make mistakes like this. Now, I will tell you that it was the part two of his statement that most bothered me. Because, don't get me wrong, that was one heck of a, of, of a slip-up. One heck of a slip-up. But the, the part two of that is when he says... Uh, that uh, we will always honor the bravery and selfishness, selflessness of this and the sacrifices of the Americans who served, including my son, Major Bo Biden, who was stationed in Iraq for a year. Now, the man lost his son. His son died of brain cancer. It is a horrific story. I do not deny him his pain. But your son didn't die in battle. When we talk about the bravery and selflessness of the troops. We are not talking about your son dying of brain cancer. Why is it always about your kid? Stop doing that to these people. Stop doing that to Gold Star families. Stop it. It's gross already. I don't argue that the man doesn't feel the the loss of his son every day of his life. I argue that every single time he brings up Bo Biden, people say, would you shut it already? Because there's a difference. There's a difference between the battlefield and what happened to your son. Maybe be respectful of that. Maybe be respectful of those parents. Maybe stop making it about you. Just for, just for five minutes. So that was, to me, that, that part two of the gaffe is the one that, that actually more, more bothered me. And this is the guy that people would rather have over Kamala Harris. That's how incompetent they believe she is. But just because she's incompetent doesn't mean that she isn't going to toe that progressive line. We will not... And the president has been clear, we will not let the filibuster stand in our way of our most essential rights and freedoms. So leaders of the NAACP, together we have accomplished much, but we still have much to do to move our nation forward. President Biden and I ask for you to do what you have always done continue to build coalitions of Americans of all ages and races and backgrounds, continue to do so with the knowledge that we have so much more in common than what separates us, continue to activate and organize communities in every state, continue to use your power 
to, to fight for our shared vision of America. And as I often will refer to her, the great Coretta Scott King, who joined the NAACP as a young college student, once said, the freedom must be earned and won in each and every generation. Today, and I look at the young leaders here in particular. Yes. Today it is our collective turn, but we're counting on you all. Because today we have been called to create a more fair, more equal, and more just America. But we won't let the filibuster stand in our way. We're going to create the fair, equal, and just America by ensuring we can absolutely trample the minority anytime we want. Why in the world should we actually build the coalitions? I, the vice president, just said you should keep building when we can crush those people until they are dead. Screw the coalitions. F these people. Let's just go about doing our thing. And if they don't like it, we'll change the law so these people can't even be elected. I mean, that's what she wants to do. By the way, could you, could you listen to somebody less inspiring than her? I mean, I don't think it would be possible. Unless they're going to be giving Lena Dunham some primetime spots to speak these days. I don't think it's possible to hear from somebody less inspiring. This is how bad it is for the Democratic Party when looking for a replacement for Biden, and they are looking for a replacement for Biden. To which Biden is very upset. Biden should be more upset about what took place at Uvalde. We all should be. And yeah, some people uh, 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 tweeted me, uh, what about the unlocked doors? They didn't fix broken doors. That's There are people responsible for that, too. Yes? Uh, I would argue yes. Yes, uh, a, a broken door and somebody able to gain entry when they're not supposed to, someone is responsible for that. The police showed up and did not engage the shooter to stop them from killing. The broken door might be a real story and it might be a real problem. You're not going to get me to say no. The cop has a job to do, and Uvalde didn't do it. I have no interest in paying that person's pension ever again. Let them figure out how they're going to how they're going to move on with their lives, like those families are trying to figure it out. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Top Gun Maverick, highest earning film in the history of Paramount Pictures. That's nuts. Higher than Titanic. So there's a couple different ways that they look at this. So this has made $601 million at the domestic box office. But if you add in everything, I believe it's over a billion dollars. I think that's the way it works. So if you take a look, there are only a dozen films that have generated more. Uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, $620 million. 
Incredibles 2, which was a good movie. Uh, $608 million, producer Ari. Yeah, that's a lot of money, too. Um, I have yet to see Top Gun. You're the one, huh? I'm it. Um, you surprised by this? Am I surprised that you haven't seen Top Gun? No, 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 no. no. Of course you're not surprised by that. Have you? Are you surprised that it's done $600 million? Um, I mean, it was a really well-done movie, and it's a popular franchise, I guess, now it is. So, I mean, yeah, that's an extraordinary amount of money, but just the word of mouth was so tremendous that it felt inevitable that it was going to just kill. But the word of mouth is because it was good. It's, it's, it's different than when they try and tell you something's good, and it, clearly it's, it's, it's just dreck on, on dreck. People are looking at this film and saying, this proves you don't have to go woke, you don't have to cater to anybody, just make good movies. Now, are those same people willing to accept the fact there could be a good movie with a gay character in it? Well, of course there can. Uh, yeah, that's my point. It's, it's not about the character. It's about whether or not the character works with the story. The story is what matters. The, people will accept all sorts of things. They just don't want things forced on them. If it doesn't work, then the question is, what's the point? To say you can do it, nobody wants that. Never forget that good filmmaking is about story. It's about the film. When I discuss this with people on the political right, and they want to talk about having a good conservative film. And as Kevin McKeever has explained brilliantly, if you tell me you've got a great conservative movie, what you're telling me is your movie sucks. Because that's not how it works. You got to have a story. There's got to be an arc. There's got to be something that connects. And you got to be true to that. And everything has to flow from that. And you cannot force an ideology into that. And when people do that, Americans respond. We had a shooting at a mall, not too far from where I sit. And some of the response has been questionable from the media. I've got that story. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. For cutting the cost of electric vehicles, because when you have an electric vehicle, then you're also going to be able to, to save on gas, but you got to be able to afford it in the first place. Right. right. Now, we're actually starting to see on some models, the, the costs come to where even if the, the your car payment's a little higher, your gas payment will be a little lower and you come out ahead. But the prices still need to come down mm-hmm. for most Americans to be able to get in an EV. So first, everyone needs to get an electric vehicle. And now... The electric vehicle manufacturers need to lower the prices so everyone can get an electric vehicle because they finally figured out that electric vehicles are too expensive for the vast amount of Americans to purchase. Okay. Okay. Thank you, uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, Secretary of Transportation. Enjoy never winning the presidency. All right, maybe that's some wishful thinking. I... Certainly hope he never wins. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Um, 
real quick on uh, the Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rokita, he is doing an investigation into the doctor, the abortion doctor, about um, how she handled the uh, 10-year-old who was raped, came to Indiana, had an abortion, and, uh, you know, referring to the doctor as an abortion activist, as he did on Fox News, uh, having a history of failing to report. And at the time, there had not been a report done on this abortion. It has come out since that the doctor did engage the, the proper paperwork in the proper time frame. But I had also read in other places that uh, this doctor had, uh, according to reports, had not filed uh, when when doing an abortion in a, in, a, in a timely manner. And of course, there's a question about uh, how in, in this case in, in Ohio, right, a 10-year-old has, it gets raped. Uh, the claim is, is that the trigger laws that were put into place uh, after the overturning of Roe v. Wade would prevent uh, the child um, uh, from uh, getting an abortion, so they brought the kid to Indiana to have one. And, of course, it was, uh, as I say, it, very bad reporting from the Indianapolis Star. I apologize to no one for saying that because it was, um, and I asked questions about it. You know, that that leads to, oh, you're, so you're denying uh, a 10-year-old. Stop it. You don't have to be those people. But, you know, uh, uh, coming after me, attacking me, trying to destroy me is everything. And these people have no other lives, so this is what they, it's what they do. And now you have the, the attorney general saying he's going to investigate this doctor. And some people are asking whether or not this is the right thing to do. He went on Fox News and he didn't have possibly all the information he needed to have, which I think is a, a legitimate criticism. If you're going to say things in the next day, oh, here it is. Uh, should you have waited? Could you have waited? It's a, it's, it's a question. It's the same exact thing. People saying about the Attorney General Todd Rakita, the Attorney General of Indiana, he didn't have all the information. It's no different than me saying of the Indianapolis Star, he didn't have all the information. <laughs> the, the reporting from the Indy Star at the first, that story was subject to a lot of scrutiny because, well, it was problematic. I am only horrified, like everybody else, that not only does this happen, but it happens more often than we realize, which is, well, something we need to stop. We need to figure out a way to the best of our ability to stop. You're never going to stop all evil, but damn it, maybe you can try a little harder. And now you've got the doctor who is uh, a lawsuit against the Attorney General, Todd Rakita, uh, saying cease and desist uh, and and calling it, I believe, uh, defamation. Um, I don't know if it's defamation or not. I don't know if it's necessarily wrong that there's an investigation uh, into the doctor. There are investigations into all kinds of things. But if if you feel that the the attorney general jumped the gun, you you make your case. It's what you do. Attorney general's got thick skin. He's going to do what he does. He's going to stop when he stops. And you're, you're more than welcome to say, I think this is a bad idea. Of course you are. Some people be like, no, 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 it's, 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 it's fine. And one of the things that might get looked into is the doctor made the claim that the uh, rapist was 17, the rapist is 27. Ooh, how do you make that mistake? Conversation to, to, to be had. But we've been talking about the shooting that took place at the Greenwood Park Mall, Greenwood, Indiana. And... 
the story that there was someone in the mall with a firearm who was able to take out the shooter. Somebody shows up with a rifle, with ammunition, starts shooting in a food court. Someone is there, sees this happen, has a weapon, is able to kill the, 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 the shooter. So people are talking about this Good Samaritan. Thank goodness uh, they were there. But there is two things going on. This is, uh, uh, there was, there was a, a tweet from somebody from a local n- news outlet who quotes, the real hero is the citizen that was lawfully carrying a firearm. That was actually a quote from uh, Chief Ison, ISON, uh, there of Greenwood, of this Good Samaritan. But uh, one of the, the our, our local people, um, traffic guy, uh, Justin Collar, I don't know, Justin, from the local CBS affiliate, tweets, it's against the policy of the mall, Simon Malls. It's against the Simon Malls code of conduct for anyone to carry a weapon inside the mall. However, Greenwood police are thankful the 22-year-old Bartholomew County man was. Yeah, they were, they were thankful he was carrying a firearm. Wait, are you... Are you arguing that he shouldn't have been carrying a firearm? Are you, the mall's a gun-free zone, and you think that's that's good? Well, it gets followed up by an, a headline from the local Fox affiliate, Fox 59. Good Samaritan, quote-unquote, with a gun stopped Greenwood Park Mall shooting. Mall had policy against weapons. Um, Is your argument... That he should, yes, your argument is he shouldn't have been carrying it on Twitter while police, from Fox 59, while police are crediting a Bartholomew County man for shooting and killing a suspect in the Greenwood Park Mall shooting, mall policy states he should not have been carrying to begin with. Well, now we know how bad mall policy is and how valueless and dangerous gun-free zones are. Because gun-free zones prevent law-abiding citizens from being able to protect and defend themselves and the ones they love and others. Gun-free zones keep us from being able to protect ourselves. It does nothing about criminals who want to do harm. Absolutely nothing. Is the argument from this this uh, reporter and, and, and from... This the, uh, whoever runs the the, the social because I can't I don't know if this is necessarily the position of, of Fox fifty nine is the argument we would have been better off if there was more carnage. That is the question. You have heard me say numerous times the left always overplays their hand. Here is a great example. I don't even know if this is just the left or just a, a lack of thinking. Yeah, sure, we, they were able to stop uh, 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 somebody trying to commit mass murder. Oh, yeah, certainly uh, somebody was able to take out the shooter. But, oh, they had a gun. You see the problem, right? That's an argument? The argument is, why wasn't everybody at the mall armed? Everybody who works in every shop and everybody who was walking through every store, 
every adult who could pass a background check, why weren't they armed? That's the question. As opposed to what I'm seeing here, which is anger at people being armed. Why are you angry at people being armed? What a silly, silly take. By the way, the Greenwood Park Mall has its own tweet. We grieve for the victims of yesterday's horrific tragedy at Greenwood Park Mall. Violence has no place in this or any other community. We are grateful for the strong response of the first responders, including the heroic actions of the Good Samaritan who stopped the suspect. In clear violation of our policies. No, I added that part. I added I added that part. Simon Mall should immediately drop that. Simon Malls should immediately drop the idea of gun-free zones because it is clear that if someone had paid attention to the mall as a gun-free zone, more people would be dead today. This isn't a debate we're having. This is reality punching you directly in the face. Undeniable. Three people were murdered. This is a horrific on horrific story. That number could have been 23. If not for this one guy. If not for him, the number could have been 23. That's the number I'm going to go with. It was three. Three lives that did not deserve to be lost. Three lives that should be mourned. It could have been 23, which is why this man should be cheered. Yet I have news outlets saying, hmm, you know he wasn't supposed to have a gun. <laughs> what the, f- what, what, what is anyone supposed to do with that information other than question why you would Put it out there. You want to, if you wanted people to really know your politics, there you go. The question should be from journalists, do gun-free zones provide any value? And the answer is no, they don't. But in order to say that, you must admit the first part out loud. You will never ever ban the guns and guns are not the reason that this shooting took place guns are not the reason that this shooting took place i know this because there was someone there in the mall with a firearm who was just gonna go about buying a pair of jeans i don't know maybe get himself a wetzel's pretzel i i, I guess i'm 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 team wetzel's as opposed to team annie ann i don't know maybe it makes me sexist i don't care You must admit that the firearm is not the problem. It is what is happening in a societal breakdown that causes somebody to want to shoot up a mall. And yet the other side, somebody who said, I am worthy of my own protection. And I want to be in a position to help others should that moment come. And that moment came. So we should be cheering the Second Amendment, we should be cheering the right to keep and bear arms, and we should be cheering those who go about getting trained and learning how to properly use a firearm. 
and we should be encouraging more people to do it while simultaneously asking ourselves what's happening and how do we fix it? You heard me talking about this earlier. It's going to take some really uncomfortable conversations, Uh, but I'm cool with that. I'm all about an uncomfortable conversation. I will make it cringe up like a mother in here. Glad to. Glad to. It's very strange reporting from Fox 59. Very, very, very peculiar reporting from, from a reporter. This is... This is clear ideological as opposed to rational talk. What value are those policies of Simon Malls or any place that has a gun-free zone? The answer is valueless. I had somebody ask me on Twitter, do you think the hotels and conference centers that host conventions for CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, the NRA, and state and national GOP shouldn't be gun-free zones either? And the answer is, of course they shouldn't be gun-free zones. What are you talking about? Why should they be? Why should they be? <clears throat> what is, don't we, haven't we figured this out already? The person who wants to do damage is going to do damage. They're not going to pay attention to rules. Why do you keep thinking that more rules are the answer? For the people who believe in gun-free zones, here's the question now presented to you based on the evidence provided. At what moment do you grow up? At what moment do you stop acting like a child and realize you're wrong? You're wrong! I know it must hurt, but you're wrong. Gun-free zones endanger everyone. That is fact. I'm Tony Katz.